we uh we yeah we were kind of like i said we we did kind of similar things but different so he was in the real estate space i was in the performance space and i'm like why don't we put gyms in people's houses yeah and then we opened up a dialogue with the guy from free motion and they gave us like really awesome elite dealer pricing and then that's kind of given us leverage to just go um, to all these really big companies. Like we signed one with Kaiser, with PowerBlock, um, and kind of go to everybody and be like, hey, they gave us dealer pricing. What are you going to give us? And they're like, all yeah. right. Yeah, that's been that. pretty cool. That's uh, sweet, man. How long have you been in Arizona for? Yeah, just like two years now. Uh, I moved, um, it would be about a year and a half ago that I moved here. So I moved to Tempe originally, and then I just moved to Chandler now. Cool, man. How, how are you liking that transition to Arizona? I like it, man. I, uh, I obviously, I think you're probably like this too, where you love the people in Wisconsin, yeah. um, you know, love the Wisconsin Midwest people, but it's nice not having, uh, and I'm sure you felt that way in Miami. Like it's nice not having winter Yeah, and, um, I miss the seasons in some point, but you know, you can always travel up to, um, you know, Northern Arizona if you want to experience that. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think yeah. it's going to beat the Wisconsin people, Midwest people, yeah. you know, but then there's also something to be said about being able to live, you know, a more full life 12 months out of the year versus kind of being stagnant indoors for better half of four months. You know what I mean? Sure. Well, what have you been up to, man? I, I think the last time I saw you in person was probably you were still playing at Madison, right? Like I think the last time I hung out with you was we were, it was freak fest or something. We were at Wando's together. Man. Wow. wow. What, what has gone on since then? I mean, what <laughs> was it, man? Like, yeah. Uh, like probably 2014, would that be around Tyler? Yeah. Yeah. Like 2014 or 15, I think yeah, was the so, last time. Yep. So let's see here. I guess from that point on finished my last year at Madison. Yeah. Graduated. Well, got drafted by Green Bay. Yeah. Played my, got hurt, played my rookie season, got cut, claimed by the Saints. Yeah. Played all of 2018 with the Saints. Then got traded to Miami uh, week one. Yeah. Played three years in Miami. Tore my Achilles in 2020. Signed uh, with the Ravens and free agency in 2022 this year, last yeah. year. And then uh, tore my opposite Achilles uh, during training camp. So, and then all all in that journey, uh, gotten married. Yeah, uh, had a, have had a three year old, and I've had a uh, a ten month old since then. So, yeah, and a dog. So, I mean, really, a yeah. lot has taken place. A lot of a lot of big um, life changing events. But sure, most but I wouldn't want it any other way. Yeah, I love that. I actually was watching on your Instagram the other day was just kind of talking about kind of like some of the introspection you've been able to do over the course of the time, like dealing with this injury and things like that. I don't know if like you mind, like I'd like to talk about that a little bit, but I don't know if you mind if we kind of go back in time a little bit and kind of talk about your experience because it is kind of it's close to combine time. Yeah, if we could maybe talk a little bit about your experience at UW-Madison, um, talk a little bit about your draft experience. And then we'll yep. just kind of go into a few. I really want to talk. I really want to talk about like now, but I think for the people that are listening that maybe aren't as familiar with maybe American football, things like that. Yeah. I want to kind of take a little step back if you're cool with that. Tyler, we can break this down however you want, man. I'm Let's do it. Book. There's no, uh, there's nothing. I don't feel 
you know, uncomfortable sharing, whatever you want to get into, let's do it. Cool. Let's do it. So let's go back to UW mass. And then, so again, kind of, it, it is around kind of the combine time, people getting ready for the draft. Right. So thinking about back on your experience at UW mass and like, what are some of the, the great memories that you have either playing on Saturdays at camp Randall um, playing in bowl games or really just being in Madison in general, what are some of the things that like come to mind right away? I, my, the things that come to mind, Tyler, are just the amount of great memories I had. Yeah. Um, great memories on the field. We had great success. I finished at Wisconsin. We were the winning, winningest senior class in UW history. Yeah. And then only to be broken by the next year after that. And then sure. the next year after that. So yeah. We had an unbelievable amount of success. Um, I had success off the field. I was able to meet my um, my my future wife there. Yeah. So that that whole experience, I've been able to build lifelong friends there. I had a brother, Hayden, who attended University of Wisconsin with yeah. me. Um, I, if I had to go back and pick all over again, I would choose Wisconsin every single time. Sure. Um, not just only for the experiences, but also for. I came in Tyler as I would call myself a boy and I left, yeah. I left a young man. Sure. Um, and it was the things that I was able to learn at Wisconsin, like going in the weight room and putting in the work. Sure. Building that foundation um, was that Wisconsin has, uh, yeah. you know, the things that Brett Bielema, I, I had an interesting college experience because I started with Brett Bielema. Yeah. Sure. Then I had Gary Anderson and then I had Paul Christ. Mm -hmm. I have three head coaches at Wisconsin, which is rare. Yeah. You know I mean, that doesn't really happen very often. Um, but I think the one constant through all that was the culture never changed. And yeah. I learned how important culture was and how important this the 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 quality of work ethic was. And then that has that has helped really kind of propel me in my career. You know, I've this is gonna be next year will be my seventh year in the NFL. Yeah. And um I haven't had the most sexiest NFL career, right? I've had, I've dealt, I've had, I've been, I've been a starter. I've been a special teamers. I've been a backup. I've been a role player. I've been IR injury settlement, cut practice yeah. squad, the guy, the future guy to, to everything in between. Yeah. And the one thing that I always remained was just, just being myself. Yeah. And just the value of my, my mindset, Tyler, never worked. My, my mindset never changed. It was yeah. always my work outwork dudes. Sure. I, and I think that's super cool. Do you find yourself like grateful today, like in retrospect for experiencing some of that stuff? Because I think when people think of Vince Beagle, I think at least, at least where we're from, right? Like they think of Vince Beagle, like the athlete, right? Like a lot of the time you've always, yeah. I've always known you to be this really nice, giving your family very much the same way, I appreciate a, a, that. a man of faith. But yep. I think, or do you find yourself in retrospect, like really grateful for having those experiences where like the highs were really high at certain points, right? You've had a lot of success, but also do you find that you're grateful for the setbacks too, right? Because I think that in retrospect is going to make you who you are today, just as much as any of the success you experienced. 1000% Tyler, you know, you learn more from the adversity really than you do from the highs and from yeah. the success. Sure. And, you know, you're talking to a guy who's torn both of his Achilles. Yeah. Has had two foot surgeries, uh, multiple injuries along the way in the NFL. Yeah. I wouldn't change any of those things for the world because it's given me perspective and it's humbled me to my core. 
Yeah. Um, it's made me a better person. It's made me a better father. It's allowed me time at home being hurt. Sure. You know, either early on in your rehab, you can't do a lot. So yeah, I've been a be I've been able to be around both of my daughters. Yeah. I've been able to build a deeper foundation, a deeper, you know, connection with them that I necessarily wouldn't have had if I was always at the facility and always on the road and yeah. you know games. So, you know, obviously you mourn and you you're disappointed about lost opportunities with injuries. Yeah. But you know, the Lord always shows you. Um, the Lord always shows you something greater on the other side. You always come out of, uh, I've learned that through, through adversity, Tyler. Yeah. You gain perspective and you become a better person on the other side. So for those things, I am grateful for the adversity. Yeah. I think that's really, really cool. You speak to that and kind of like talking about your faith and that, like, I'm a big believer that you're like exactly where you need to be. Like whatever you need to be going through at that particular point of, uh, point of time in your life, like that's exactly the lesson you ought to be learning right now. Do you feel like, you know, I, and, and like, as long as I've known you too, like you've just had, you come from a football family, right? Like your dad, your grandpa, you know, Hayden's a stud in his own right too, right? Like, absolutely. Like, do you find, do you find that like, even experiencing these injuries, it's kind of like, it's, it's allowed you to kind of think about of like Vince Moore, like the family man, even like out, things outside of like football too is like do you find it's like allowing you to kind of find I don't and I don't know if there's necessarily balance right when you're a professional athlete right there's certain points in the year where that's got to be number one but do you feel like that's almost been helpful to you too yeah you know Tyler I am from a football family my yeah. my grandpa Ken Beagle is in the National High School Hall of Fame for head coaches mm -hmm. my uncle TD played college football BYU yeah. my dad played college football BYU sure. my brother and I both went to Wisconsin and um, I think football was really my identity, right? Yeah. And um, through all these adversities and just be, you know, being seven years in the NFL now, starting my own family. Sure. I'll tell you what, Tyler, um, football is not the most important thing in life. It's important. Yeah. But I learned like it's that I am an aspect of Vince Beagle is football, but that doesn't encompass me all the way, you know? Yeah value my faith my family much more over football football is definitely a driving force like I love the game of football yeah. as a provider for my family and it's been a huge blessing in my life but where I get my joy where I get my where I get my my fulfillment in life is with my family because the game of football I've learned Tyler is it can be taken from you with yeah. injuries you sure. can be cut. They can tell you, they can give you every reason to get rid of you. So you cannot put your joy in that game. Yeah. You got to almost detach yourself from it. You can't put your joy in the game because it's not ever going to be loyal to you. Yeah. You know what I mean, it will never be loyal to you sure. because I early on, like I put my joy in football when I was in college and I've had, you know, I was looking back at Wisconsin. I was so fortunate. Didn't have any injuries. Sure. Great team, great coaches. Yeah really had the perfect start, great scheme. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, when you get into the NFL as a business and uh, you slowly start to see the business side of it yeah. and slowly start rooting yourself in what really was truly important. And that's, that's family, that's faith and, and that's sure. community. But, um, but football will always be a part, you know, important part of my life, but it's, yeah. it's having that balance that like you said, Tyler, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, it's cool. Like you're, you're switching perspective, right? Like, you're not, you're not, your life's, you're, you're using football as like an engine to propel your life forward and like the things that you value, right? Like 
yes, like you love football, but you're using that to provide for your family. You're using that as a platform for your faith. You're using that to, you know, connect with other people and make an impact in the community, whatever that turns out to be for you. I think that's really cool. That kind of like full circle moment in your life where you're like, oh yeah, like I was designed to be good at football by God's design, but it was to do all these other things. It was to enrich all these other people's lives, not just my own. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, exactly. It's sharing gifts, really what it is, Tyler, is sharing your talents and gifts um, and being able to share your experiences. Like I've been able to uplift young men in the community. I've been able to lift the church members in our ward, um, friends, but I've been able to, we've been able to connect with, Yeah, I think, and you don't have to be a professional athlete either. Sure. A crazy story to uplift people yeah each person has their own special story that i know that testimony can uplift or help somebody along the journey sure i think that's super cool so what are some of the, like some of the things that like you're most proud of like going out and serving people like that like what are some of the projects maybe you've done in the past or you have going on currently some of the things because i always think like sometimes people are kind of they're weird about talking about faith with people and for me is like I don't, you know, whatever you believe, like, I just love the fact that you have that as a driving force in your life to go do good. You know, like, what are some of the projects you're, you know, proud of? And well, like I think the reason why faith, faith has been an important to me, for me, Tyler, is because yeah, the faith has been constant throughout my NFL career. I shared a little bit about my ups and downs of my careers, right? I've had some where I was in Miami, yeah. I was the starter, the guy to, I was cut from my childhood team growing up. Yeah. To, to, you know, season any injuries. Um, and I think faith has been the constant, right? So it kept sure. me, kept me down and out of the clouds when I was doing good. And it kept, and it kept, and it uplifted me when I was feeling down. Sure. That's to me why faith has been so important. Yeah. And some of the things like my, not just me, but it's also been my wife. Yeah. Some of the things that we've done and we really don't, we really don't like post about it or share about it because yeah. that's not really like my, my jam. Yeah. But like the things we, some of the things we do is, is serving um, underprivileged uh, families during Christmas time. Very cool. Uh, this year we, we served a couple of families, but then the, um, the last three years before that, uh, well, excuse me, last four years, we've, we served around, um, 16 families and, and providing them all with Christmases, you know, otherwise they necessarily wouldn't have had. Um, and these are kids with uh, underprivileged communities, a lot of them, some of them with disabilities. Yep. So to be able to see their face, faces, just op- opening up gifts, it means a lot. Yeah. And then there's like little personal projects that I've had, like, you know, Jack, John, I don't know if you know him from Wisconsin. Yeah. We In 2019, we were able to get him a ski lift chair yeah uh, a downhill ski chair we had an accident that left him with with um limited mobility yeah and having him being able to have a downhill ski chair which he really was into before his injury was really important yeah um, and then you know whenever time i go back to rapids it's always being able to uh tap into the lincoln high school football team that's still really important to me yeah so don't to those guys and and um really kind of uplifting and inspiring the next generation. That's really cool. So you're going in there. And I think now like court, I believe now is an assistant coach there, right? If I'm not, 
you yeah. go in there and kind of your jam is like go in and, and touch base in the weight room, touch base in the field, kind of get your hands dirty type of thing. And well, not necessarily that, you know, I, I want to give myself that credit. It's just like every time I come in, it's always sharing a message. So always yes, addressing, yes, you know, sharing, <clears throat> addressing the team, sharing a message. Um, and it's also like being able to provide a little bit of funds for the team too, whether that yeah. be you know, senior dinners uh, for those guys or, you know, I'm always asking Tony, like, hey, how can I help you guys out? And yeah. and those guys really do a great job of being able to help those guys. And um, so, and I know it's hard, it's hard with funding with to provide a football team nowadays. So sure. Um, anytime we, anytime we can just being able to help those guys out. Yeah, I think that's really cool. I actually saw it, um, you know, like one of my buddies, a coach, I saw Rapids, all the the brand new field and everything. Have uh, you got an opportunity to get over and see that or see that in some yeah. I had no part in that now. Okay. Let's, yeah, let's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had no part. That was, that was Wood Trust Bank. Wood Trust, Wood Trust Bank did their thing on that. Sure. 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 So let's, let's go back to that. One of the things you talked about was kind of like, you know, we're going to kind of explore like highs and lows and everything in between. What was that like? Like when you, when you left Madison, right. And you're going, you declare yourself for the draft, right? Number yeah. one, first off, for anyone who's listening, like, what is the process to declare yourself? Like, do you just, is there a written document? Do you just, is it just that you go on TV and say you're declaring? What does that look like? And how do you declare yourself eligible? Well, first we'll take a step back. Like my junior yeah. year, I had a really good year in my junior year. So yeah. I was thinking about coming out my junior year. Yeah. And then um, I sent in my like papers for the draft people to assess it. Like, sure. <clears throat> and they either give you like a, Hey, you should come back or you should declare. And yeah. Now, retrospect, the only time they tell you to declare is if you're a first rounder. So unless you're a first rounder, they declare you. But yeah, um, they told me to come back. And at that time, I still I, I prayed about it, Tyler, and I felt like I needed to come back. Yeah. Because um, there's still some things that I still wanted to tie up. Mm -hmm. One of them was um, my wife, who I was dating at the time. And then also too, like, I feel like I, I wasn't an all American and I wasn't a, a few things that I had goals about. I wasn't yeah. those yet. So decided to come back and then I got hurt like week three, I broke my foot. So yeah. then I was out for like the, for a good chunk. And then I rushed it back and I still wasn't healthy, but I played the rest of the season on it. And then, then at the end of the year, I then declare for the draft. Sure. Uh, and that point in time, like I had a draft get grade around late second to like early fourth, I think was my draft grade. Sure. Uh, so you, I don't even know if I declared. I, I just is like, yeah. Yeah, I just, I'm I in it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, yeah. You know, I, I, at that point I signed an agent. Sure. We had our agent and then like, Hey, my training was out in San Diego at Exos. Yep. So I remember I flew, what was it? I think I got, I flew back home from the Cotton Bowl. And then the next day I flew out to San Diego. Yeah. No, 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 no. I went right from the bowl game Cotton Bowl to San Diego. That's crazy. Um, didn't even, didn't even go home right to, right to combine training. Yeah. Right, right to combine training. So yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty crazy how all that just went, you know, it's boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And then during the combine, 
you're there training for a while. And then I fly out to Mobile, Alabama for the senior bowl. Yeah. And that was ass. It was terrible. Like, you know, people like, Oh, that was awesome. Dude. Yeah. Senior bowl, there's no recovery. There's yep. no nutrition. They give you pizzas at night. I'm <laughs> real. I'm going to be hundred percent. This is the recent yep. senior bowl. The We're keeping it real senior, here. This yep. premier senior bowl. Sharing a room with a stranger, which is, which is fine. Yeah. And every day just grinding, like long practices, full pads every single day. (laughs) Jeez. And I'm like, dude, what what am I like, you know, and these are like, Hey, highly outed guys, 30 cameras on every single one-on-one you're doing. Right. And imagine Mm -hmm. every one-on-one pass rush drill you're doing. There's like 30 cameras. Yeah. GMs, head coaches. You're like, fuck you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. language you're like dang yeah. like yeah you know i still haven't had that type of pressure even now today you know what i mean so yeah uh, uh and then you go through that process then you come yeah. back you finish your training uh and brent calloway he did oh phenomenal. yeah he did a phenomenal job he's like one of the most he's a stud yeah yeah he's one of the most renowned guys i think he's in uh he's in tempe now if he's i'm in, not i'm not so certain like, it's all it's all changed up now. Those guys all they, go they all shaked, over the place. They shaked everything up now. Exos in San Diego used to be like the spot. Yeah. Now Arizona and Texas are like the two spots. Yeah, now. like Frisco. I know they got a spot, and that's a big one. I know a lot of people go to. And Frisco and Arizona are the two spots now. Like that, they're kind of the premier spots. Like, and then I think they shut down Exos in San Diego now. Did they really? Yeah, yeah I didn't like even know that. They're not even doing NFL scouting. So. Then you do the combine, mm-hmm. you go to the combine and uh, a funny little, a fun little story is, so you go to Indianapolis mm-hmm. uh, and it's, it's pretty cold there and you sleep on train carts. The hotel is like this old tr- uh, train station. Yeah. So your, <laughs> your room is a train cart. I'm not kidding. You sleep in a train cart. And this is everybody. Every, every, that's, guy, a, that's crazy. Yeah. Go ahead. And my roommate was taco Charlton. You know what I mean? He's a, Michigan, Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, he's a first round draft pick by Dallas. So taco and I were roommates and taco and I, we were, we were training together too. So we were cool. Sure. Uh, so taco and I were hanging out and I'm a guy who's like drill sergeant. So I was always going to bed at like nine o'clock. Yeah. Taco comes strolling in every night, like around 1130 being loud, waking me up. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, Taco was my roommate and then, um, knock out the combine. And then it was, was, was one, one thing that's kind of cool about the combine. So I'm trained with exos, right? Yeah. They rent a hotel across the street. Yep. So they rent and then they rent an entire ballroom yep. where like massage therapists, like you have a 50 yard track in there. So you're getting prepped and ready to roll for this thing because think about it as an athlete, you got millions of dollars on the line to knock mm-hmm. down. Yeah. And you cannot like, you cannot have not have a good 40, like 40 yeah. is the most important thing. Sure. So, uh, and then even, um, even before that too, like the meta, like the medic, like, People just think you come in there, you just do a 40 yard dash, dude, there's They're standing interviews. around. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, dude, there's interviews all the time. Sure. And, uh, 
your medical, like they, they do like 12 hour, one of the days I had, I had an injury. So like, there's a one day where you do like 12 hours of medical, like the entire day from like oh sun up to sun down where you have examiners, like poking at you, like you're a piece of livestock. You go up on stage with just like skimpy pair of like, you know, <laughs> the classic um, Tom Brady picture, right. With the, yes. the skibs and yes. So, um, that's all part of the deal. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not for the faint of heart. Sure. You know, everybody goes through it. I knocked down two good 40 times around a four, six, seven, mm-hmm. four, six, seven, which I was happy with. I was, I mean, I would like to have been a four, I mean, four, five, but I was like, or excuse me, four, five, four, four, six, five, but yeah, four, six, seven, four, six, seven, I'll take all day. So yeah, I was flying for an outside linebacker. Right. And like from a white guy in Wisconsin, I'll take it. All day. <laughs> I love that. So, and not to turn this into an Exos commercial or anything like that, like, how did you go about the process of like, you know, I think that's a really big thing for players coming out of college, right. That might be listening to this. How did you go about picking where you wanted to train? And this, this applies to now too, right? Like you have a place you train in the off season with, how do you go about choosing the people that you train with? Like whether that's your performance training staff, you know, kind of looking into the PT side of things, sports medicine, how, how do you go about making that decision? Cause like you said, millions of dollars on the line, it's a huge decision for you. How do you go about doing that? Well, it's mostly agent focused and agent yeah. driven. Okay. Your agent, your agent is going to put you in because all that stuff, those resources cost a lot of money. Yeah. It costs around like 25 to 30 grand out of pocket to, to train a guy, to house him, to feed him sure. 25, 30, about 30 grand mm-hmm. for an agent to pay for a, one guy to do all that. Yeah. And obviously we're not out of college. We don't have that money yet. Sure. So those agents are paying for those, those things. And uh, so my agent, we had a discussion when I was interviewing him, cause you interviewed multiple agents. He said, yeah. yep, you're going to be training at the best spot, which is Exos in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So we then went with, I went with, his name's Carter Chow with Ian Dubin sports. They represent guys like, Tom Brady, Sean Payton, Julian Allen at the time. Cool. Smaller, a smaller one. So uh, we had a, we went with Carter and I love San Diego. It was phenomenal. They did a great job. But nowadays, like I just actually just had a conversation with my agent about this, like just this uh, earlier this week. Yeah. Nowadays, from my understanding, uh, these agencies now like athletes first these big agencies mm-hmm. they'll just buy out like a whole entire like exos in, in arizona and that's exclusively yeah. them yeah or they'll buy out a trainer like hey bomberitos over in california i saw that actually hey, yeah bomberitos is specifically working with this agency right yep so they'll just start like headhunting and taking the best guys now so yeah. now players are like well, I really don't want to sign with like a smaller agency like Carter or, you know, I don't know, whoever mm-hmm. guys are like, well, I'm going to sign with a big agency because they're going to send me off and, and, and they'll be able to um, get me with like, you know, the, the, this guy or that trainer, whatever. whatever sure. have. So yeah. things have changed a lot. So even since I was, once I was there like seven years ago. Yeah. And that, and that seems like, yeah, you'd have the incentive to go with a bigger thing because what if you, you know, what if you pick this agency and they rented out the whole spot 
you want to go train at. So that's, that kind of puts a lot of pressure on you to, to go bigger, I guess, so to speak. Yeah. And I guess like, there's like certain amount of slots now open too, like only yeah. you know, so allow certain slots for players. So it's gotten, it's gotten really competitive. And even yeah. now um, with an IL stuff, agency now is, agencies now are paying players $50,000 just to represent them. Mm-hmm. So you'll agencies now will pay a kid 50 grand. Hey, we'll, we'll, we'll represent you. Yeah. We get to represent you for for four years or whatever the contract says. I mean, dude, that was, that, that blows my mind now yeah. how all that stuff was going down. What's your opinion on all that? Because I think in some ways, you know, like I always think about it two ways, right? Like, okay, cool. Right. Like, why should you not get a piece of the pie big time? You know, like I always believe that, but then there's like the values portion of thing, right? Like, okay, should we be, where, where do you stand on that? Like, do you, what do you feel about the NI deals, NIL deals that have come about and how college football has changed from the money side of things? Like where, where's your head at on that? I, I, I always, I'm very entrepreneurial mind. Yeah. So I'm always, I love guys. You're a business hustling. guy. Yeah. I'm a business guy. I love guys hustling. Um, but with all that being said, though, Tyler, part of me has been a little bit disappointed in seeing how just some of the, the innocentness of the game is being lost. Sure. Uh, and some of the inside people that I'm talking to, uh, some of the coaches and some of the um, um, athletic directors. Yep. You know, it's really getting kind of driven now with with big money. So. Mm-hmm. How how I how I see it in the future working, Tyler. The team, the institutions, the universities that have the most backing, the money, mm-hmm. they'll be the best teams because they have the money to be able to pay the players. Sure. And we're already starting to see some of that with Alabama. You know, Nick Saban hates all yeah. this on stuff. Why? Because he used to get every single five-star kid. Yep. He's slowly starting to lose that those five stars to Auburn to you know to all these other schools because sure. they're able not to pay these guys yeah. coming out take them so it's becoming much more competitive yeah uh, um but and then also to just personally speaking yeah I think if I would have had opportunities to make money I'm not a big quarterback or a big you know a big you know first first overall pick or anything like that um but i would have had money opportunities and i think that would have been yeah. a big reaction for me tyler because yeah i would have been maybe chasing around a five thousand dollar bag or twenty five thousand dollar endorsement or even like a 50 grand yeah but reality is the real money is when you put in the work you stay focused the yeah. real money comes from when you get to the nfl and you get the big bag sure yeah so, and i think yeah go ahead go ahead that's the, i mean that i, I i'm grateful that I didn't have the NIL stuff stuff because I might've made a few, I made a few bucks, but I think it would have distracted me Tyler for what what was really important. The big picture. Yeah. The big picture. And I could see that too, right? Like that's almost the thing you even see when people get a really big bag, even in the pros, right. It kind of slowly like, well, what am I, you know, I feel like if that happens early on in someone's collegiate career, you're like, well, I already got a million dollars right now. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't play a snap, right? I might have transferred here or something like that. Yeah, I could see where that, you know, it's, it would start to distort from like, from a value standpoint, from just a focus standpoint, like where your attention ought to really be 
directed, I guess. Yeah. And then also, you know, I mentioned the, like the innocentness. Yeah. So when you're, when you're breaking down a film in college, coaches are like, you know, Hey, coaching you up, but Hey man, I saw what you're doing here. Um, you know, let's, let's, you know, we got, we got to try better or whatever. Yeah. When you start watching a film in the NFL with guys, with, with coaches, the coaches will say, Hey, we're paying you how much? And you're doing this. Yeah. Stuff, it's, it's a lot different dynamic. Okay. Yeah. Money starts in getting involved. Ego start getting involved. Sure. Policy, all those things start getting involved. Yep. <clears throat> And it ruins kind of some of this, the, 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 just the love of the game and just love appearing the as going out and playing. Yeah. Going out and playing. And look, I completely understand this is a big money business yeah. and that money is otherwise going to, you know, big institutions, conglomerates, you know, big, big guys. Sure. I completely understand that. Yep. Um, but I think so from some of these young kids who are coming into money early, they're not necessarily ready to be able to handle those, handle those types of responsibilities yet. Cause it comes with a lot of responsibility, mm-hmm. you know? Well, yeah. And, and that too, making those decisions, acting like an 18 year old kid can make the best, the, the decision for themselves within their best interest. Like that's a crazy, that's a crazy thing to think, right? Like, cause yeah. you even said that too, is if you even have an, an ounce of an entrepreneurial bone in your body, even when you're 18, you're like, Oh, I can make a couple bucks doing what? Yeah, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Like, why not? And then, but I can see how over time, right. That starts to, you know, you, you, it's hard to separate the money from the game that you loved and what you started out with. Yeah. And, and here's a great example. When I first signed with green Bay, when I got drafted, I had every type of endorsement deal you could think of like, sure. In Wisconsin, like, yeah. Signings. Cause I'm from Wisconsin, got played there. Yep. Got drafted there. So I had every type of sign you can think of. And my first off season, I spent running around doing autograph signing appearances, appearances. And every single weekend, every weekend I had, I had one of those events. Mm-hmm. And after that, I said, I'm not ever doing that again. Cause yeah. I was tired stressed out because i had to see this person that person and yep. took my focus away from the game sure and and that's probably another thing kind of what we talked about too is like you know you still have your wife at home you still have your family you still have all these other people and did you feel like that was a big learning curve for you when you when you you came into the league was just like oh shoot like everybody wants a piece of me if i'm not careful if i'm not careful i will give even if it's money involved i'll give my all my time and my attention to the wrong people and I'm going to lose myself along the way. Did you feel like that a little bit in the beginning? And well, I think what it came down to was, and it might be hard for people to understand this, but I would yeah. rather spend a weekend at home than drive certain place and do like a $10,000 autograph signing. Yeah. And, and I just, and because we only have a certain amount of weekends in the year, where we're able just to be present with our wives or our family sure. or our kids. Yeah. And, you know, $10,000, a lot of money. And, and I don't take any of that for granted because I come from a working class family. Yeah. But also the same breath. What's the value of your time with your family and your kids? 
yeah, you know, that's a, that's a balance you slowly learn. You know what I mean? It took me my first year kind of to, you know, work those things out, Sure. <clears throat> but I've gotten into a great flow now of, um, I really, I don't do any type of appearances or any autograph signings or anything like that. Well, mm-hmm. first of all, one, because no one wants to talk to a guy who's tore his Achilles twice, <laughs> but also twice, like too, like I would rather invest my time with my family. You know, sure. that's my best, that's my best ROI on my time. Yeah. And, and I think that's a really, even like family apart from that, that's a good business thing too, is like some of the time more money doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be happier, right? If you don't have any time to spend it with the people you truly give a shit about, you know, and the, and you're spending, you talk about your faith and and being able to go and do projects like that. Like, yeah, yeah. You, you're not going to get paid a dime for that, but like how valuable is that to you? And I'm sure you know that now as, as a father too, right. You don't get those moments back. Right. I'm sure the, the, assigning regardless of the money involved you're like yeah but that's versus what yeah i yeah. need to spend time with my kids like okay and you'll get it out of your system early right i did all yeah. the run i got all this yeah 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 people don't really want to do autographs time with you as much and then it's like ah, it loses facades like you know what i'm just gonna stay at home and just hang out the family now and kick it yeah. up and you know that's it it runs its course right everybody wants to talk to you when you're a rookie and then as time goes on it's less less sexy sure and it seems like that's a media thing too right they get really hot on this is the thing and then okay well you know we'll talk about this now and there's always a newer and shinier thing the next year sure sure well i wanted to talk a little bit in the beginning about kind of like your rehab process because i think this is another thing too you know just i don't think some people understand how grueling that process is, um, you know, from, from the injury. And my thing is like, I didn't want to sit here and have the time where we're just digging into that the whole time either. But for people that are listening, like, you know, you tore your Achilles tore it twice. What is it like, like the recovery window for that? Like, do you have moments? Cause like when I, I do truly, when I think about you, I think of this really big, strong dude. I think of full of confidence, full of, full of energy, full of a broad, like all this stuff. Right. But like, did you have moments like when you're rehabbing and, and you're working back through this, like where you doubt yourself, where you're like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. I, what did, what does that look like for you from like maybe experiencing the injury to the rehab process, all that stuff involved? Yeah. I mean, that's a really, it's a, it's a complex question. And yeah, yes, there's been so many times where there's been doubt. There's so many times we're like, man, am I even to make it through this? uh man is like what what's what's you know am I gonna play football again you know do I want to put my family through this again so I guess really when I tore my Achilles the first time it was really disappointing because it was uh that was my supposed to be my year where I was really had a breakout year tore my Achilles um and did my rehab with the Miami Dolphins and they did a phenomenal job. So all sure. of my training, so I'd rehab there, I'd eat breakfast there, rehab. Um, and then I'd, after that, I'd hit the weight room, train with Dave Poloka and the, and the, with Miami, with the, the weight room team, yeah. lunch and done. And that was during COVID. So it's like, they swab your nose every day and all that sure. crap, all the BS. Yeah. yeah. So I did all my rehab there. Um, and they do a phenomenal job. They pour all the resources into you, which was, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. And um, had a, had a really good rehab, came back, played the next year. And then this time 
I tore my Achilles. I signed a one-year deal in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. I tore my opposite Achilles, my right one this time. And so you can do your rehab with the team. Yeah. Or you can do it with an outside rehab. Yeah, outsource it, like choose your own. Yeah. The reason why I did it with Miami the first time was because I was at that time I was their guy because I was a full-time starter. Mm -hmm. I had a contract with those guys. Um, I, you know, I, I had money coming in. I was going to, I was going to, and I also had my house down here. Yeah. Um, and then when I did it in Baltimore, I had a, for, for context, I rented a house there, but it was like a three-story house. Yeah. So how am I going to, with a knee scooter, get, get up, up and enough stairs? Yeah. It didn't really have proper, like a shower for me there. And I signed a one year when you're in Baltimore and like, just to keep it real with everybody, they're going to pour the resources into a guy who's like, Hey, like if, if Lamar Jackson or the starter or a role player, he, they get hurt. Hey, they're going to, they're always going to put that at the forefront too. You sure. know what I mean? And yeah. as they should, as they should, because that at the end of the day is what's, what's feeling the team and, and focusing. Sure. So at that time, then I decided to come back here to, to Florida because I have a great facility, yeah. athletics where I, I train at, and then they also do a great job rehabbing. Sure. So, I, and I got my house here too. So, came back here, daughters in school. My wife right. has seen her friends here, and then I got my training facility. That just, that is literally, it's a five minute car ride from my house. Beautiful. So, and they got pools, they got fields, they got alter G's. Beautiful got, weather. Yeah, beautiful weather. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So um, I decided to do all my work and rehab here. And um, you, you basically start uh, early on. It's just light, like, hey, just light pumping, yeah, UV, light, yeah. light, light um, strengthening, strengthening, yeah. strengthening. Then it's weighted strengthening. Then it's like um, you get in uh, – um, Get, then it's important that you put the uh, stim unit on it and get, make sure you're firing up, firing up everything, getting waking all your tissue up and your muscles firing back again. So you're 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 doing all that. Mm -hmm. um, then you progress into uh, your alter G. We start jogging, and then and then now actually tomorrow is my first day on the field where I'm at 100. percent Alter G tomorrow is my first day on the field work where no, you know, no, you know, hundred percent body weight. So full yep. you know, with cleats on. So I'm excited tomorrow's my first day on the field. I'm excited for you, man. Do you, do you, that's, that's so cool. And like, do you feel like almost because you said like that, that was your breakout year, you know, from Miami, do you feel like you're kind of like reconnecting, rechanneling some of that? What would that be like 2019, 2020, you being just back in Miami, being back in your space, how like where's your head at kind of going forward on this with that you know obviously tomorrow being your first day full body weight on the field like has this been a great process for you I guess more so being in that better better process being in Miami well it, it wasn't necessarily that but it's just like I have all my resources here yeah I've been through the Achilles before that I know I know how the this work looks and I know how yeah. it works sure so from that standpoint I'm, I feel grateful that yeah. I know what this process looks like. Mm -hmm. I'm not stressed. Like, how am I doing? Am I going to be on time? Like, or is it, am I in a good place? Like timetable wise, 
like I'm in a great spot timetable wise. This Achilles has been healing much quicker than it did the first one. Yeah. Um, but I'll also say like when you're training at a facility, it's much, everything's all on your own. Meaning like, Hey, yeah, you have a trainer who's like, Hey, checking in. Sure. But when you're with a team, it's like, Hey, I still got to get there. I got to be on time. Like uh, whole like, structure structure. Like here it's like, Hey, all right, we got, let's do Monday too. No, it's like, it, it's more flexible. Yeah. It's I'm making my own breakfast. You know, yeah. I have my own protein shakes. I have my own nutrition here. Yep. So it's a lot more on your own. And, uh, it makes me appreciate, um, guys who really started from the bottom or guys who are kind of like, yeah. you know, on the fringe players who, who are still trying to make in the NFL aren't, you know, I, I have a lot of respect for those guys because it is kind of a lonely road if you're doing that. Um, yeah. but, uh, you know, I, I've actually really enjoyed though, being able to train the way I have come back. And then also this has allowed me some space to yeah. heal kind of, a, I needed some space to see from the game a little bit to heal. Yeah. The, to be able to just separate a little bit and to regather my thoughts so that in this year, 2023, I can come back ready to roll. Cause my full focus is to come back Tyler and play. Cause I will, I will play this year. Yeah. Um, and then that's where my mind's at. It, it's, and it's going to make, when I do step on the field again, I want to have all that experiences from um, the last couple of years just has uh, is, is encompassed me and made me a more um, well-rounded uh, man when I get back out there. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's cool just listening to like this progression that's just gone throughout your life, man. Like, you know, starting here, going here, going here. Because I think, you know, you're talking about kind of being on your own when you're doing this process now is man, that's got to really connect you with how much this matters, right? Like, yeah. you know, because yeah, everybody can do it when you got the 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 things laid out for you and you got to be here at this time and this is exactly what you're going to eat and this is yep. exactly how you're going to train. But I'm sure you've had to have the experience this year of like, look, man, I know I want to do this because I'm, I got to make these sacrifices to do this. And, and you're still the one that's, getting yourself where you want to go it's no one else right like obviously yeah. your fan people support you but it's you and i'm thankful that god has allowed me for this to be my reality seven years down the road yeah where i've been able to build up all this knowledge to get me to this point like i can't imagine if this was me year three i don't think i would have been able to make it tyler yeah because this is it's been mentally a challenging it's been a challenging process yeah you know um but I'm grateful that I've been able to build up all the knowledge I have about recovery and how what the process looks like, you know, your nutrition and what you should and shouldn't be eating, what your recovery looks like. I'm grateful that I've had all those experiences to give me this point. Um, and, you know, one thing that came to my mind, um, I'm sure we got a lot of Wisconsin listeners or some Wisconsin listeners. Yeah. And um, one, the one thing that uh, I do... I do, I don't want to say regret, but I wish, I wish it would have played out differently was, was my time at Green Bay. And, um, I was, wish, I wish I could have, I wish I could have been, um, 
a, a longer lasting and, and, a, and a player longer for guys. Cause I had so much support Tyler when I got drafted in green Bay, yeah. there's some people who were excited. And after, you know, we got a new general manager, new defense coordinator and stuff. But after I got cut that first, after I got cut after my rookie year, I felt like a lot, let a lot of people down and I yeah. still hold that in my heart. Like I'm, I feel, I feel bad for those people who, they bought the 45 Vince Beagle jersey. Sure. Uh, part of me in my heart feels that I let those guys down. And um, for all those listeners, I want to say I'm sorry. And I just, I, I think I, I always was in my mind. And I think I always wanted to try to make those people who supported me just proud um, of, of Vince that they're still doing it. So I just, yeah. I just wanted to say that. Yeah, no, I think that's that's really, it's a really cool and humble thing to say. But I think, you know, I think the people that really, really follow you and really know Vince the person, not Vince the football player would, you know, are glad things worked out the way they did now. Because yeah. I, I feel like when I talk to you, um, I, I hear nothing but gratefulness for the process, grateful gratefulness for your experiences. Um, you know, yeah, how cool was it to to be a Wisconsin native, go to go to the Badgers, go to the Packers, but you know, yeah. it doesn't sound like you get to this place in your life. You don't get to this level of like understanding of yourself and your place in the world. And, you know, yeah. and, and kind of, you know, you're talking about your faith. Like, I don't think you get to that point without any of this other stuff. I don't think you yeah. do that. Yeah. You know, I, I, that, that's your points. Like, uh, do you regret any of those things happening? Um, if things would have went perfect in Green Bay, I was still there after, you know, six years. Would I still be the same Vince Beagle if I was today? I, I don't know if I would be Tyler or not. Yeah. I, I couldn't tell you those things, but I know that all the trials uh, that I've, we've, I, you know, any, every NFL players goes through. Yeah. It, it really, it humbles you. It makes you appreciate the good times. And at the end of the day, Tyler, um, through six years in the NFL, here's what I've learned. The only thing that, that, that really matters when it's all said and done, the only thing that is standing on the, at the light at the end of the tunnel is your, is your family. When you're all done, Mm -hmm. it's, it's your wife and your kids. For me, it's my my wife and my kids. It's been, and it's going to be my health. And it's going to be whatever money I've been able to save away during my NFL, my, during my NFL journey. Those are the only things that, that will be standing there at the end. Yeah. Not going to be a parade. Um, yep. It's not going to be some crazy thing. The only thing at the end of the day, at the end of that tunnel is going to be your wife and your kids. Mm-hmm. So it's having that balance of having them a part of the journey. Mm-hmm. Being a professional encompasses taking care of your shit on the field, knowing your stuff, being a professional, eating right. Being a professional means also coming home and changing diapers all day, being a full-time dad, sitting down and listening to my wife and making sure that she's feeling heard. Mm -hmm. That's what being a pro is. Mm -hmm. Being a pro wearing jewelry, isn't driving a Lambo, isn't screwing chicks, isn't having having all these things being a pro pro is is having real relationships yeah and being a baller on the field is to me is what a pro is sure and i think that's super cool just like when when you talk about your family i 
I, I can't help but to think of because you, your parents are always such nice, inviting people too. your family. And, you know, I was obviously really good friends with Hayden and yeah, um, I, haven't, I haven't got to, to touch. I got to, I got to reach out to him sometime soon. Cause I know he's got a kiddo too. And yeah. um, how grateful are you? Like, I feel like you got to feel so grateful for like your upbringing, your family, like from yeah. this whole journey too. like, you know, yeah. like what are, what are maybe some of the things like when you think about your family and like think about your parents and, and your, and your family that like you're grateful for now being a father yourself, now yeah. being a dad yourself and having a family of your own. Yeah. Well, I think I'm, there's a lot to be thankful for because I was fortunate enough to grow up in a household where I didn't have to struggle with food on the table. And I always, my dad always gave up my brother and I the nicest, we always had one of the nicest pair of cleats on the field mm-hmm. and always had, you know, good sticky gloves for games. Yeah. So my mom and dad were, were phenomenal and um, extremely thankful for them and their example. And um, I think, uh, you know, you also learn, um, you know, you also learn because uh, my, my dad never was a pro either though. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So once I got to the NFL, I was kind of on my own from that perspective. Yeah. But I reached out. To early on in my career to guys like Brady Papinga. I don't know if you know him yeah. or the name. He was like yeah. a longtime Packer. Packer. I went to Brady Papinga's house, met his wife. My wife was over with me and talking about like what the NFL process is like, being a family man and everything. Mm-hmm. Guys like Ty Detmer, he was a, like a family friend of ours, played at BYU, won the yeah. Heisman Trophy. What was it that like being a being a, he was a journeyman, played 16 years in the NFL, 14, 16 years in the NFL. Mm-hmm. what was that like having a family on the road being in the nfl um those as well have been great examples to me of what being a professional is sure um as well as been my family being able my dad the foundation helping me build a foundation of you know treating your spouse with, spouse with respect having great support like my brother my my brother has been my I call him my a one day one like mm-hmm. Aiden was always there for me growing up you know we were our biggest support to each other in high school mm-hmm. and when we got to college we were great supports like sure um, a fight broke out on the field I'd make sure Hayden's okay yeah a fight broke out on the other side Hayden make sure that hey he's fighting somebody's like oh, yeah I guess I'm fighting yeah yeah, yeah. You know, we never fought each other, though. We never fought each other. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then even, like, having my brother in college with me, I'm a roommate. Like, I had yeah. him. I had him stay in my my apartment with me. And it was just awesome having having him. So, uh, family's everything, man. I just, I'm grateful to have a great family. I'm grateful to have good people in my life. I'm grateful to have a great wife and great kids, man. Um, Lord's given me a lot of trials, but, dude, he's blessed. <laughs> Dude, he's blessed me so much, man. Um, I can't even begin to explain how much he has. Great family. And that's that's what really matters, man. Most important, when you strip, when you strip it all down, man, what's your what's at the end of the day, what's the most important, man? It's it's your it's your it's your family, it's your health. And those two things, man, have been have, I've really been fortunate with. Yeah. Well, I feel very fortunate to have you on the podcast today. And I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but man, it's been great talking to you today. I'm I'm really I'm just, I'm proud of you, man. I'm just like proud to hear of your journey. And it's not just going to the NFL. That's, that's great. That's cool. But I'm, I'm really proud of like Vince, the, the, 
the family man, the father, the, you know, all that stuff and, and really what you've been able to realize and on your journey, the things that you've been to learn on, you've been able to learn on the way through, you know, all your tribulations and trials and things like that. And I think that's, and to hear that you're still just this man of faith. And that's the thing that's kind of driving you yep. to continue going forward, man. I uh, couldn't be happier for you. Couldn't be prouder. And I just want to thank you for coming on today, man. Appreciate man, it. I appreciate those really kind words, Tyler. I've always had a lot of love and respect for you, man. Fellow Wisconsin Rapids, uh, fellow yeah. Wisconsin Rapids and I of mine. Yeah. And um, I appreciate your brother for having me on. It's all love and respect, brother. Yeah. And we'll have to talk soon as well. Oh me, yeah. Me, you, me, you and Casey have to have a conversation as well. So for sure. You just link me in guys. You just keep me yeah. posted. Nelly, Nelly's, Nelly's filled me in a little bit, but I'd love to hear more of what you guys are got cracking. Sure. Love that, man. Well, we'll talk soon, man. I appreciate you and uh, you take care and God bless you and your family. And I hope to hear from you soon. I appreciate it. So very, I appreciate you, brother, man. Great to hear from you too. And uh, tell Zach, I think you have him on tomorrow. Yeah, I got, I got Campbell on tomorrow. Campbell. Hey, that's my guy right there. So yeah. enjoy me and Campbell, uh, I'm I'm dating myself here, but me and Zach yeah. are turning 30 this year. Yeah, yeah. So Zach and I, so Zach and I, uh, and a few Wisconsin guys like you know Brady and Alex yeah. Marin, and uh, a couple other our, our high school buddies, we're all going down to Nashville in April. I oh, love it. And uh, gonna go to a Predators game. You know, Luke, Luke Combs is in town that weekend, so we're we're gonna have a good time on uh, Broadway Street and have a good time. That's awesome, man. I'll have to I'll have to pick his brain about that and see uh see what he's excited for for the Nashville trip. Yeah, yeah. Ask him about it. I love it. Yeah, right, yeah. Man. Appreciate All you, right. buddy. Yeah, appreciate you, brother. We'll talk soon. See you, buddy. Bye. Bye.